You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast and syndicating for the A-List online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith and holy moly do I have an interview subject for you to listen to on this particular instalment of the show. Doug Wimbish is a tremendous bassist. He's the bass player for Living Colour. The reason for the conversation is to promote Living Colour's December 2018 Tour of Australia, so I'll read out the six states that they've got. On Saturday the 15th, they're playing in Perth. Monday the 17th, they're playing in Adelaide. Wednesday the 19th, they're in Melbourne. Thursday the 20th, they're in Brisbane. Friday the 21st, they're in Byron Bay. And Saturday the 22nd, the band hits Sydney. So let's have a listen to what Doug has to say. This is a good one. Here we go. Hey, here he is. It's Andrew McCoy-Smith calling. Doug, how you going? Hey, how you doing, mate? How's everything? Mate, it's very good, and I'm all, I'm all the better for you. I've got to get this out of my system before we continue off. I'm a bass player, and I've been playing ever since the year that Stain was released, okay? So I've got to credit you, mate. You're one of the reasons, alongside of Billy Gould from Faith No More, Rick Scatore from 24-7 Spies and also Norwood Fisher from Fishbone that actually played the bass guitar. And I was playing it as recently last night, mate, so I had to give you that feedback before I kicked the interview off. Thank you so much for doing what you're doing. <laughs> it's okay. You're welcome, man. What's your, what's your name again? What's A- your name? Andrew Mackay-Smith is my name. Andrew. All right, Andrew. Andrew, thank you for the kind words and also thank you for um, mentioning me along with other great bassists that are also not only good, good, great bassists, but also good friends. So thank you for reaching out, and we all appreciate it from all of us. Oh, no problem all right. at all. Yeah, no problem at all. It's been, um, it's, it's been a heck of a journey for me as a bassist, I must say, uh, particularly because I have modelled part of my sound and the way that I approach my playing on the way you do. So, for example, last night we were playing Cool in the Gang Celebration, and I play it. I call it Doug Wimbish style. I'm putting in some slap and some thumb bass and all the rest of it, and I'm trying not to overpower it because I think you've got such a wonderful balance between straight-ahead finger-style playing, if you like, but then when you really cut loose like you do on a song like Walls or what, Wall or what have you, mate, you just really bring the funk. And I try to do the same thing, but uh, I hope it gets appreciated out there by listeners whenever I'm performing, but uh, it definitely is by me from, from your playing anyway. Well, you know, we're all in, and I appreciate that. You know, uh, again, I tell people this all the time. I'm not the architect. I'm the recipient, just like you and all of us that are players have had somebody in our lives that we've listened to, targeted, and used as resources, if not endless names of folks over, 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 the, uh, over the days and weeks and months and years. We've all had our influences. And again, thank you for the, for the kind words. But... Um, I'm here because of what I heard coming up, listening to Larry Graham, listening mm. to Bootsy Collins, Chaco Pastoris, listening to Charlie Mingus. And, uh, you know, I can go all the way across the spectrum. Whoever I heard when I was coming up, I was influenced by. I had no filter on anything. I always, my ears were always open and were never uh, in a situation of, um, sizing up one better than the other it's all, we're all we all share the same notes mm. so i'm 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 the perfect result of years of just listening and i'm a bass player's biggest fan and just being able to just channel some of the uh frequencies that i've heard you know pre youtube 
free, um, you know, digital audio workshops, mm. old school, with a re- record player, with a, putting, a, putting a quarter on top of the needle so it doesn't skip, and going back and forth, and learning songs that way, or learning songs from my local heroes before I got to meet or, or become engaged in this world. It was the people that I was around that yeah. were local bands that were really the ones that paved the road for me, really. And by the time I got to, um, to, to a certain stage, I had a lot of time for dress rehearsals, if it makes yeah, any sense. I had a lot of dress rehearsals that took place from the time I started going. But yeah, you know, that's, that's my guy. I really felt privileged to be in the Brisbane audience last year. Now, uh, Vernon's guitar, I think something happened to it during the song Mind Your Own Business. Now, yourself, you, you, what you're able to do whilst he was trying to put his guitar back together again, you're able to do something, I wouldn't call it a bit of a, it wasn't so much of a jam, you're able to jam on the riff and the song, but you're able to expand on it a little bit more, and my God, yourself and Will just really bored it doing that there. So when, with all due respect to Vernon, when his guitar was plugged back in and you could sort of rejoin the rest of you with the song, I was a bit disappointed because it meant that I couldn't just listen to you and and Will just doing this deep bass funk groove thing right across it. So my first question for you proper would be, mate, have you thought about yourself and Will doing something of a, uh, you know, a bit of a showcase, just you guys just bringing the chops? Well, you know, we have a, we have a group that's been in hibernation for a while, Head Fake, which, was, which served that purpose. It also served the purpose as not only as a duo and also a drum and bass duo, but also Will gets to expand on things that he's doing and I get to expand on things I'm doing sonically, spiritually. Um, mm. And it lends itself also for us to be able to do like exactly what you're saying, you know, do a gig, but maybe during the pre-gig is getting some lads to come by, lads and girls to come by the oh, cool. sound check, and we kind of go through a few different things so that, you know, um, we get a chance to do it, and, it's, and also people get a chance to see it. And by people being there, it gives us a chance to do it even more, so, or else yeah. it just kind of stays in your own, it, it, or else it just becomes a moment that, that, that's never on repeat, which is good as well. But yes, we do have that. We both... Um, we have parked that for o- over the last um, few years. It pops itself out from time to time, whether it's under the name of Headfake or under the name of Jungle Funk, a trio okay. with uh, additional singer Vinks. So, and, 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 we, and Will, Will and I really enjoy that. It gives us the opportunity to, to evolve more than what we do with the, with the block of, with the brand that we have, that, with the other brands that we represent. Mm-hmm. You know, and but yeah, I, I think having having you mention that right now gives me more makes me want to have another conversation with with Mr. Calhoun to see if we can um, if we can actually maybe bring uh, Andrew from Australia said block. <laughs> Mate, please do it. I had a chat to Will last year actually ahead of the Australian tour, so I was really excited when John reached out and he said, "Hey, listen, Living Color are coming down." I said, "Please, for the love of God, I need to talk." to Doug. I've got to do this. I mean, it's you, you're one of my base heroes, as you can tell. So I'm, so I'm fanning out a little bit, but please indulge me. So it doesn't happen. That's all right, man. That's all right, mate. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't happen too often. It's okay, man. It's all right. You know. so it's let, okay, mate. It's all right. Let's talk about the, the, the show that you're bringing down. So I understand you're performing Vivid 
So apart from Vivid, you'll, will you be bringing some of the stuff? Because obviously your performance on Stain has been a massive influence on me personally. So is there any plans to say bringing part of the Stain album and say doing three songs in a row from that album alongside of playing Vivid in full? Uh, absolutely. And I'm not sure whether we're playing, okay, for clarity, uh, I saw the way it's advertised. And it can be easily interpreted that we are playing Vivid in its entirety. We've already done that already a couple of years ago here in the States. We haven't brought it to Australia. Hmm. But in light of when we were there before, we, we played a good majority of stuff. So this time what we'll do is we won't necessarily, you know, it's like playing, it, it, as I saw it written, it was playing the, the, the best of Vivid along with other songs from um, Living Colors Catalog. So you kind of, what you ask for is, is pretty much what we have cool. on the table. You know, okay. it's, it's, it's um, Stain. It's an anniversary for Stain. You know, it's, a, you know um, it's all starting to come in, 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 a, in, in series now, you know, from the time Vivid was, came out to Time's Up to Stain, hmm. to Kaleidoscope, Chair in the Doorway, and now Shade. They've all kind of, it's like a good six records. They've all, maybe I'm missing one. Um, but anyway, maybe Biscuits or whatever. But those, just yeah. let's just say those three records that uh, I say were, were are the before, you know, before the band took a hiatus and after the band took a hiatus, you know, yep. there's like three and three right now. And out of all three of those six records, I'm hoping that we have the opportunity to play a song from every one of those records. Uh, uh, and, and, and that's six songs right there. Mm -hmm. possible that, no, that's three. Uh, that's maybe at least another five songs right there that, that would come from the other five, let's just say, candidate records, you know. Yeah. So hopefully we get a chance to do, we, we will do that. I'm, 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 more, uh, I'm more of the mindset of doing that. You know, we've done Vivid. It's, a, it's been a great statement. You know, it's, I'm glad the people are, are, able, are able to dig it. And I'm also glad that the way they're advertising it, it's not just we are doing Vivid from top to bottom and that's it. Okay. You know, I think yep. that, in my opinion, it gives us an opportunity to do more stuff. Yeah, cool. Hey, I'm going to cast your mind back to the mid-90s. You worked with two artists, of which I'm a particular fan as well, but there's one track from one artist in particular that made an enormous impression on me, and I didn't find out until years later that you'd actually provided the bass, and that was the cut Useless by Depeche Mode. So how did that collaboration come about? Well, Tim Simonon is a friend of mine from Bomb the Bass, and he's a producer, and we worked together on a lot of different projects over over the years. Um, one of which was the Depeche Mode project, um, and it just came. You know, it was one of those situations where Tim and I got together, and he was doing a remix and. Actually, no, actually, it was a song from the ground up, if I remember right. Mm. He, had, he had previously done remix, done some remixes for, 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 uh, for the lads. And um, it's just one of those things, man. It's just one of those classic songs that, um, you know, it's just sometimes you just, you know, you're in a zone and, you know, you're, play, you're, making some, you're making a lot of music and a lot of different music. And when you have the opportunity to make a lot of different music, 
you have a chance to take on these different characters. Mm. And again, Depeche Mode is from the same family. It's all from my On You Sound, Adrian Sherwood Tackhead, you know, my years of living in London starting in 1984, meeting Daniel Miller, working with Mark Stewart. So there's a whole family that's, there's a whole, there's another layer of that onion that's even, that, 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 that has been um, a conversation that's been going on way before Useless was cut. We've known, we've been friends and known each other for many years. Hmm. Uh, and as from the, the lads and Dave and everybody in, in Allen, everybody in Depeche Mode. So it's kind of like, I guess, when that opportunity lends itself and the right groove came and it aligned with the right producer and everything, yeah. then, you know, the stars are lined up and there you have it. So it was kind of like that because back in, the, in those days or even still right now, I, I started off as a studio musician and I've always been able to have that duality of being the performer live and also understanding the role of what needs to take place in the studio and, to try, and how to be able to provide a frequency that is um that has the eyes and ears of the producer the artist the writer and the engineers because they're all a part of this game you know what i mean and then anybody else that's in the room that's helping to bring the frequency is how things get done because that's how records are done you know and when you have that freedom you have the opportunity where somebody says doug go ahead and play this or you know and then you start to you know it just it it takes a shape from there Mm -hmm. but um yeah, man, that was just one of those great records. I, I you know, it's, yeah, it's a fantastic I album. I love the song. Yeah. I, 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 I really look forward to doing. Hopefully, to do some more work with them in the in the future. Hopefully. Cool. Yeah. All right. Brilliant baseline, by the way. It's it's one of the best ever written. It's just so. Uh, it carries the whole song. Without the baseline, there is no song. And I take it you you the one who wrote the baseline. Are you so you wrote the the baseline proper? Well, that was actually. I, 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 you know, it's funny how you say what's written and what is what what you're inspired by or what was already there and mm. what you brought to the table. It's kind of like, you know, there's a there's a fine line of how to define where something started and where it finished when you're in a world of create of creating and then when you're in the when you're in the world of okay, well, here's a key, here's a rhythm but it starts off this way, but it ends up another way. But because the key and the rhythm might have been there before you started, sometimes songs have a way of not producing the, 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 the real reality of what really went down and how to credit somebody's input when they've added to something yeah. that might have already yeah. been there. And that's, that's, that's something that is... is um, is, uh, is 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 everybody has to deal with you know what i mean it's the way we are but all being said and done when i walked in there they had a track when i when i i remember and there was already a frequency and i deep dived into the landscape of what was going on yeah. you know my my role was to be to be to find the right character find the right lane i want to i my goal is to make everybody feel like this is the center of the uni- This is the center of the sonic universe right now at this moment. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, great, great response. And hey, look, I want to put. I wouldn't call it a rumor, and it's. I haven't heard anything, but I was under the impression you were close to joining the Rolling Stones in the mid '90s. Now, Daryl Jones is an extraordinary player, and I know yes. that you worked on Bridges to Babylon. But how close did you go to joining the Stones? 
very close. You know, well, I wasn't really joining the Stones. I was asked to do the the recording when Bill Wyman left the band, mm-hmm. and um, and it was it was interesting because it was a tour that uh, it was the reason why it didn't happen is the fact that I Living Color was doing a tour of Australia in 1993. It was going to be the first time the band was down there. (laughs) And it was a sketch. It was a scheduling thing. So, and Mick wanted to actually try to see if he could buy out the band and or move the schedule around so I could be a part of their record. God bless me. But in light, and then there's a whole nother scenario that went down that I would prefer not to discuss Mm -hmm. (laughs) on, you know, uh, 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 I, I, I will save that for my, for my for my for book. Um, autobiography for, for for the book you know what i mean the, <laughs> the autobiography of you know what things and out of respect but you know it's you know yeah i mean you know they already you know i had already they you know i flew they, you know that like, i got the call mixed flew me out to ronnie they, they flew me out to ronnie wood's house where they were doing their thing they already went through a bunch of bass players already I went out there, we just started recording, came back home, Mick called me up, and he's like, hey, Dougie, you know, we want you to do the record. I'm like, cool. And I'm like, you know, okay, well, <laughs> when is it? And then it became a conflict. I'm like, well, mm, okay, well, here you are. I'm a loyal person. I'm a very, I'm not a revolving door. You know, you, jo- you, you say yes to something, and you do it professionally. If there's something that lends itself for change, you handle the change professionally as well. I can't say that everybody has the same practice it's very admirable what it is and i'm not i'm in a business that, i'm in i'm in a business that doesn't have that has a lot that people get it, that there's a lot of excitement that goes on and a lot of this has to happen for this reason yada yada and then you know you fast forward and you realize when the shoe is on the other foot you see how people uh might do aren't necessarily as um as responsive as you or as loyal as you are. So that's all, you know, that's, that's all, that's all, you know, like it's called opportunity knocks, but mm. you know, at the same time, you got to be careful how you drink from the devil's cup. <laughs> that's all I'm going to yeah. say. You got to keep it real. You know what I mean? If yeah. you keep it real, people can see what's going on. This is a very transparent business. It's not a lot of, there's a lot of x-ray eyes that can see through a lot of things. And I leave it like that. Mate, thank you. I'd better let you go. I don't know what to say, man. You're a legend. You're one of my base heroes ever since I've been a, a very young teenager. And just talking to you now, it only enhances my my thoughts of you, mate. So I can't wait to see you guys when you come down here again. And I really hope that uh, we can catch up. <laughs> well, come to Soundcheck, man. Where are you at again? Where are you based at? In Brisbane. All right. So we're, gonna, we're coming to Brisbane. Are we coming there first? Uh, or are we going be. out west first? Are we going to the west coast? Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, well, just come to Soundcheck, Andrew. Just come and hang out with me at Soundcheck. Okay, man, I have to do that. Yeah, come I'll, hang out. If I can get... Yeah, just come on, man. Just come and hang out, man. Oh, that'd be so good, man. Yeah, it'd be so what good just to see you do things. Oh, I'll call, I'll contact John, and I'll ask John, who's organised, obviously, the phoners and the like, um, how I can do it, man. But even... Yeah, even, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll just send him this part of the recording, yeah, no <laughs> whoever it is, this part of the recording, and say, look, <laughs> <laughs> Doug said I could go. <laughs> Yeah, you're good. All right, listen, Andrew, I got some more calls coming in. Thanks for the conference. Nice conversation. Thanks, Thank mate. you for the kind words. Keep, keep, keep doing what you're doing. Looking, I'm sending you a big wireless hug all the way here from Connecticut, and I'm you, looking mate. forward to seeing you in, the, in person in a few months. Okay? Absolutely, mate. No worries at all. Thanks so much. All the best.
Cheers, mate. Okay. Catch you. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast and syndicating for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was a conversation that featured Doug Wimbish from Living Colour. Thank you so much for listening.